You are now listening to the Build a Brain podcast with Dr. Jeannie Zayer. Join the quest to shape an efficient brain that fires on all cylinders and runs like a fine-tuned machine. You are now in the capable hands of an international presenter and a pathologically optimistic brain builder. Dr. Zaire will give you the right blocks to build that three pounds of cerebral muscle for you, your child, or the young adult you teach or mentor. Block by block, thought by thought, now is the time to build a better brain. Let's get started. Thank you, friends, for joining us on Build a Brain. I am Dr. Jeannie Zaire, and we're together so that we can build thinking skills or learning skills, one thought at a time, one block at a time. So build a brain is for anyone. You could be a teacher, a parent, a mentor, an aunt, uncle, grandparent, or for yourself. So my big goal, if you haven't heard it yet, my big goal for doing this podcast is to get this idea out to everyone in the world so that you don't have to come take official Feuerstein training to learn about this phenomenal program and use this really great piece of the training, this list of 28 thinking skills or learning skills and how you can implement these in your own life or those that you love. So I'm just real honored to have Kibway Cooper as my audio engineer and sidekick I like to say he's the cool black guy. I'm the old white lady. So we have a really good time together, and he's been a great inspiration to me that I could do a podcast. So, so grateful that he'll do all this work. All right. So here's what we had to do when Kibway and I started all this is we had, I had a need to make a plan. So this is episode number 24, The Need to Make a Plan. And I'd been thinking about a podcast for a year or more. And people were telling me, Jeannie, you should have a podcast. And so I get this email and I'd already met Kibway and I went, oh, he's a really nice guy. He seems sharp. He knows what he's doing. And so he had this whole platform that he had planned out in great detail that I could listen to maybe a 20, 30 minute lesson on how to be your own podcaster. Now, in that program, he'll train you how to do your own podcast, but I found it much easier just to let him. Not that I'm not up for a challenge, but I knew that my schedule wasn't going to allow me to learn the background. So this need to make a plan is our cognitive skill we're talking about today. And I'm the the very fortunate executive director of a beautiful place. We're in the middle of the country of North America, Fort Wayne, Indiana. I have people fly in from all over, all over the United States, actually even from other countries to take training or to bring their loved one to come here to get this amazing program called the Feuerstein program. And we have a little tool, it's called the Deming, and it is just an inventory where an adult might score themselves on all 28 of these thinking skills on a scale of one to five. One is, eh, it's, it's emerging, but not very well developed at all, all the way to a five, I'm rocking it. 
So a parent might evaluate or give us this inventory for an eight-year-old or a 12-year-old or an adult would do themselves. Interesting enough, this one we're going to talk about today, number 24, the need to make a plan really scores low a lot. Um, I think I've got a lot of theories why, and we don't need to worry about why too much, but some of it could be related to the way we live, which is really fast. Um, I laid my phone down. I'm so glad it's somewhere. Um, So we depend upon a smartphone to kind of guide our life. We don't look at an atlas anymore. I do. I love maps. And so I still buy a big old, you remember those great big old things called atlases? Kibway, do you remember those when you were a kid? Yeah. (laughs) Now we just put it into our phone and we don't plan how to get somewhere we put it into our phone, but I've been a couple places where for some reason my charging cable got forgotten and now I never take it out of my car. But in the old days, when we first got it started with this, we'd carry the charging cable everywhere. Well, now we own, you know, 10 charging cables, every plug in every room in the house, right? As what? So we used to map out our trips with maps and make a plan for How many hours will it take to get from this city to this city? And where should we get a hotel or look for a campground? And that beautiful planning for a trip is something I highly recommend families to do with children because then they're very much a part of this vacation or even just a one-day trip. Instead of of parents doing all the planning, uh, get the kids involved and have them know what is the budget, uh, why, why can we maybe drive two hours away and why can't we fly to Disneyland this year? you know, because the budget's not going to allow it, you know. So very good for kids to be aware when you do make those big trips, what a big deal it was for you as a family to sacrifice that chunk of your budget and your time to make that big trip. So those are examples of big plans that we make, like taking trips, but it could be as simple as I'm going to do a dot-to-dot book Uh, We have a fabulous program called Organization of Dots that is a bit like those dot-to-dot books. Did you ever do those, Kibway, when you were a kid, Connect? I think so. You did? Yeah. I didn't do too many of them. them. Yeah. Yeah. You you find, yeah. Usually we do them for a while and then it's like we're done with it. But (laughs) they, when you're doing a pattern like that, you have to do a plan with where is my pencil going to go? I'm on number 32. I need to find 33. Now my pencil needs to hit that dot. So this picture turns out looking like what it's supposed to because I hit the dot. You might have done a dot to dot book. We have a great program at MindCab, a Feuerstein program called Organization of Dots, and you don't get any numbers or letters. But when we're kids, we often do those dot books where I'm on number 32 and I got to get to 33 and you find it. And now you have to plan, how am I going to draw that line so that I hit the dot? 
So there's that's a simple idea of planning or thinking about tomorrow and it's a big day, what am I going to wear? Or uh, just think about making decisions about what to eat. A lot of times children aren't included in that planning and it's a really good idea because food's a high motivator for most of us. So if children could be a part of planning a meal, say you've got three kids in the family, could they each have one night a week where they are the sous chef and they're going to assist mom or dad in making the meal? So they're maybe chopping vegetables or they're going to the fridge and maybe they even planned what to eat. Now you can still, as the parent, have control over the menu, but maybe the kiddos get to choose between three different vegetables, two different meat choices, one or two different fruit choices. That is how we build this idea of planning. And I thought it was very powerful that Reuven Feuerstein, who who created this list, pulling from his work with another famous child psychologist that was his teacher, his name was Jean Piaget, and Reuven studied under him. And so he took this idea and fleshed out all of these foundational thinking skills. And years ago, I started calling them the building blocks of life. If I can learn these 28 thinking skills, I can learn anything because I've got the foundational thinking skills to launch me into a career or a new career or just to learn in a class that I think is going to be so difficult. And I used to think, well, either you had it or you didn't have it. But Feuerstein did a fabulous job of identifying the thinking skills we all need for life. They're like building blocks. So hence the name build a brain is you're building the learning skills needed. And he was working with Holocaust survivors. Now, a lot of you know this story, but if not, let me tell it again. So after World War II, he was a a young Israeli psychologist put in charge of teenagers who had been found still alive in concentration camps across Europe. And so he was helping them get their thinking back. And because Israel needed all these new young people to be good thinkers to launch this new country. And so Reuven was in charge of this big idea. And the fact that he put the word need that there is a need to compare, a need to make a plan, I thought was fascinating. And it took me several years. I always go back and reread some of his original theory. And I always learn something new every time I reread his work. And this was one that really came alive for me a few years ago, is that some kids don't even know they need to. Some adults don't even know they need to. They kind of blow it off and say, eh, I let other people do that. Or I hire someone to do that. Or I just don't care to do that. And sometimes the I don't care is actually rooted in a deep secret fear that I don't know how. 
And so with the Feuerstein program, we can put these building blocks in place to help mitigate the fear that I don't know how. What's that say to you, Kibway? What do you think about all that? I think that's really interesting because I think that's the first and last step that anybody wants to take. It's, you know, you have a really big idea, but then to chart it all out and to write it all down seems overwhelming because I think yeah. when you start to write things down, you start to realize how many holes maybe were in your original theory and it can be intimidating. So I think it is yeah. very interesting that you're saying if you teach children, you know, at a young age to do this, they'll become mm-hmm. more um, comfortable asking themselves harder questions and developing better plans rather than being an adult and now learning that you really got to make it. You have to slow down to speed up. You know, oh, beautiful. Know, which, is, yes. which is difficult. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I would. I know you're a musician, and so you probably have practiced uh, vocally something very slowly that you're not going to perform it that slow. But the only way to read the music and match your voice to the notes is to do it very slowly, and then you speed up later. Absolutely. I think that's really, really good. That's something that I continue to um to refine is my ability to make better and better plans because um, I think nice. you know that's that's the key to success is having a um, a good plan having a good idea so you can establish the correct direction so I think mm-hmm. for children learning this that's just mm-hmm. invaluable yeah you're using you're using language about direction we're back to that having a road map that old idea of using a map to plan a trip. So you circled right back to it again. So what direction am I going in life? Well, go somewhere, you know, take a step forward because I know you have, as I have as well, changed my plans repeatedly in life. But at least I had one to get started. That's right. (laughs) That's right. The plan is a living document. Yeah. Last night is a really good example. I'm in the middle of writing a three to five year proposal for a very large public school district. Really honored to be given this opportunity. And it may not happen, but I'm given the opportunity to maybe make it happen. So it keeps moving forward. So I I call it my genie hope meter. My genie hope meter is really high (laughs) right now that this is going to happen. So I wrote a proposal that was about three pages and a chart with lots of little boxes and numbers and just, yeah, very detailed plan because I like to do that. And last night I had revised it already, maybe twice in the last month. Well, I needed to hand it to the, the, the big people, the big, you know, the big dogs, the people that are going to make a decision whether to let Jeannie move forward with this idea. So I knew I was handing that to them today. And I could not bring myself to rework those numbers last night. I reworked some other things, but I went to bed going, no, I, I, I just had this dissatisfaction or a cognitive dissonance or something wasn't right, but I didn't know how to correct it. So I went to bed. I said, I'm going to sleep on it. Set my alarm for four o'clock. Got back up, 
And I mean, it just rolled out. I knew exactly what I needed to do. And I made the changes and I don't think I would have gotten to it than last night. I needed to sleep on it. And I've, I've heard this from other people as well. Do you ever need to sleep on things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that's good. I'm glad to hear I'm not alone. Yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. I, I think um, the ability to make clear plans I think we discount the fact that rest is very much a core function. Uh, I'm definitely guilty yeah. of this. Um, you know, I get up very early. I get up about four. I know you do too. You know? <laughs> and um, wow. I just attack. You know, I have my prayer and my meditation and things, and then I just attack. Yeah. And so um, sometimes I think it is, I'm learning that it is very important to get some really good rest and then make yeah. your plans and then start to yeah. accomplish things so that's a that's a yeah. working theory there for me you know um mm -hmm. just learning to yeah. rest more mm -hmm. when we have big plans to make in life um good to get input from others like i they gave me an assignment to do today. So I need to write a 60 second elevator speech and have it to them in the next couple days. And I went, who could I call to help me with this? And I thought, oh, Kib Kibway's busy packing. I may not bother him because you would have been one of the first ones because you're so good at marketing. Um, but but I've, I've got people. We all have people and people love to help each other. So when we have plans to make, teach the children that are watching you or young adults or just people that you know you are a leader, let them see you pull in other opinions to help make your plans, that you know you're not an island. I know sometimes leaders think they have to do it all themselves to show they're a worthy leader when I think actually the opposite is true. When the people who follow you see that you're willing to ask their opinion, what do you think I ought to do with this idea or this plan or this project? Um, wow, you're teaching them how to use this cognitive function and that's the need to make a plan and use other opinions to do it. If you need to ask yourself some questions, one question could be, so what's my plan at this point? Could I write it down? What's my plan? Uh, tell me, if you're talking to someone else, ask them, what do you think is a good plan for this problem? Like, where do you think you could start? So where you could start is sometimes easier than thinking, I have to have this whole plan laid out. But where do I start is actually the first step of any plan. So where do you think you could start? And it kind of goes along with another question is what's the first thing you think you need to do? Well, I need to sit down and write out a plan or I need to call someone or I need to look at my calendar or I need to see how much money is in the bank before I, I plan this, this adventure. So those are some questions that you can ask. So hope you've enjoyed this episode number 24, the need to make a plan. Remember, this is Build a Brain. I'm Dr. Jeannie Zare, and we are doing this one thought at a time, one block at a time.
I'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Build a Brain podcast. If you're wanting to know more information on how to build a brain, please visit the website for the MindCap Center in Fort Wayne, Indiana at www.mind-cap.org. That's www.mind-cap.org. Children and adults from across the United States and Canada have found the cognitive help they needed at the MindCap Center. The specialized team is trained in all levels of the Feuerstein program and can literally help you or your child build a better brain. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.